Hello everyone, welcome to a brand new Giants podcast called Keeping Up with the G-Men. I am your host, Christian Morell, and this is my co-host, Anthony Rivardo. Anthony, how you doing today? I'm good, I'm excited for the draft. Since it is draft eve, we had to get a special podcast out for Giants Nation. Absolutely. So we might as well get into some draft news here. It seems like the Raiders might be up to something here. Uh, They sent their scouts home and what do you think of that well if you can't trust them you got to get rid of them i guess they felt that their scouts were leaking some information and they couldn't have that so i gotta respect it yeah and my guess too is that when john gruden hired mike mayock he had the idea that you might end up with an entire new staff so if they already have the idea that they don't want to keep a lot of those guys, you know, I don't I don't see why you would want them there. It's it's a tough situation, but you know, ultimately if you don't trust them, you can't have them there. Yep. So next, uh we should mention the Jets. Uh it seems yeah, they... like they've wanted to trade down this whole time, but mm-hmm. um now it seems like they might really take less to trade down. What do you think the least they would take? What do you think is the least they would take to go, say, to the Bengals at 11? Um, I know that they're considering themselves determined to trade down now, and they really want a second-round pick out of this. And I don't think it'll cost a future first-round pick, to be honest. So I think maybe uh, for the Bengals, for example the 11th pick, their um, their second round pick, and maybe a mid-round pick next year, like a third round next year. I think that might get it done at this point. It's possible. I mean, if they're going to be too aggressive to trade down, they're really going to give up a lot of their leverage. So I'm wondering how aggressive they're actually going to be with that. Uh, I bet... They would love to trade with the Giants and only move a few spots and still get a really good player. But it mm-hmm. seems like Gettleman is just not interested in that. Or do you think he is? No, I think he's set on staying at six and seeing how the draft falls to him. Yeah, because that's what he says. But at the same time, I, I just don't know if I believe him. It, he's never had to draft a franchise quarterback before. Mm-hmm. So he might get aggressive in that situation it's it's totally an unknown so this is going to be a great draft for sure it's i can't imagine one that's it's been more important recently for the giants yeah i mean last year's last year's draft could have been more important but they decided to, to take saquon and go all in for one more year so this one becomes even more important than last year's because they still haven't found, you know, their franchise quarterback. Oh, so it sounds like you don't really like that Saquon pick from last year. Well, he was the best player in the draft, of course, and I was a little bit torn. I I, I really thought that this looming decision needs to be made as soon as possible. They need to find themselves a quarterback and... I really like Josh Rosen coming out last year, but at the same time, Saquon Barkley, he's a generational talent. So I was kind of like, if they take him, I'm obviously not going to be upset with it. 
but I, I think the right thing to do is to find their quarterback. Yeah, and that's what makes this draft so interesting. Uh, and yeah, Barkley, you know what? To be honest, I think most of the fan base is torn about it. So, But next we have the Redskins. It sounds like they could be pretty aggressive themselves, but to trade up. Uh, it seems like they are really interested in Haskins lately. What do you think of that? I think that could be the move to crush the heart of every Giants fan on Twitter. <laughs> I mean, they seem determined to get in the top five somehow and find their quarterback, whether that be Haskins or even Daniel Jones. We've seen some rumors about that, and I got to say, I think it's going to happen. I think somehow they're going to make their way in the top five. And it seems like the Jets and the Redskins are just a perfect marriage here. I mean, they both made it clear about what they want to do, it seems, at this point. And apparently they've had talks. So, yep. you know, we'll see where it goes. Um, but, you know, the Jets have made pretty much made it clear that it's not going to cost a ton to get up there. I wanted to mention another player. Uh, it sounds like Montez Sweat's stock is falling here because of an enlarged heart, which is actually could be an issue long term um it's definitely something to monitor and one team said that they would want to just have him get yearly checkups but then there's other teams who apparently have him off the board so how far down do you see him falling um i've seen some reports that say he could fall to the end of the first round and i've seen a couple mock drafts with him out of the first round but I don't see that happening. After the combine, he was, he received a lot of uh, top ten hype, and I, I obviously that's got to have died down by now. But I could see him somewhere maybe sixteen to the Panthers, you know, in that range. That's interesting because that's kind of the range I've expected already, personally me. Um, but. Man, I could even see it a little further than that, but I don't see him falling out of the second round. There's there's no way of that. I mean, way too way too good of a prospect for that. But at the same time, a heart issue, uh, you know, who really knows how seriously they're going to take that. I mean, I, I would imagine teams aren't just going to shrug that off and say it's nothing. So he'll yeah, be an interesting well. one. Well, think- it's all about the supply and demand, I think. I, I mean, there's so many teams with a need at, uh, off the edge, so I just think even with the issue, I think a team is going to be able to, they're going to be willing to take the chance earlier than maybe they should. So you think there's no way he gets to 37 then? No, I don't think so. Well, we can dream I hope it, I'm but- wrong. Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> well, if... If there's a team that's going to go taking a guy off the board for non-talent reasons, the Giants are definitely one of them. So I almost wonder, even if he was available at 37, if maybe the Giants just wouldn't even touch him. Yeah, I mean, we know that they're all about their culture and making sure that the the person is 100% who they want him to be rather than the player. So I could see it. So next we have Arizona. What is going on in Arizona? Um, I mean, usually any talk the week of the draft, 
is just smoke and we really haven't heard much about Kyler not going number one overall outside of this week. So, but at the same time, I, I could really see why they would pass on him. So, overall, what do you think is going to happen there? I think there's a lot of smoke being blown, and I just, this Kyler Murray hype train has been going on for too long. I, I can't see it not happening at this point. I think maybe what their issue is and why they're, um, you know, having a lot of smoke screens come out. I don't think they're receiving the market for Josh Rosen that they expected to. And I think it's maybe giving them some second thoughts. But at the end of the day, I think Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray, they're a perfect combo, and they're going to make that move. Yeah, the market for Josh Rosen is a great point because they are going to take such a loss for that guy off off a one year and it's not that they're giving up on him but you barely had him on your team i mean you traded up for him to 10th overall and now you're just gonna get rid of him for probably what's gonna be a second i think it's gonna be a second round pick i i don't see an nfl caliber quarterback getting moved for less than that and he seems like he could actually be the future of a team to me. And Cliff Kingsbury is up close and personal with him right now. And he's he's witnessing that arm talent up close and personal. Okay, so if, you know, if he had any sort of bias against him before, you know, I, I would think that this would, uh, you know, scale that back a bit. So it's, it's an interesting situation. Yeah, again, I think we could see them have some second thoughts and maybe decide to just go best player available, whether that be their opinion in Nick Bosa or Quinn and Williams. But, I mean, if you think that you have the chance to get an even better player at the most important position, you you can argue that it's the right move to go with Kyler Murray. Yeah, because that's the other side of it. Uh, you know, do you want to give Cliff Kingsbury the the piece that would help him the most. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he's come right out and said before, if I had the first pick, I'd draft Murray. To him, yep. that is his perfect Swiss Army knife for his offense. So, on one hand, you're taking a massive loss of value with Josh Rosen. But on the other, you're getting your preferred quarterback. So, you know, that that's tough. Really, I could see it going. Uh, I could see either decision being being good in a way, if that makes sense to you. Yeah, makes sense, and I agree. It's kind of a can't lose situation. Either way, they're gonna have their quarterback. Can't say the same for the Giants for sure. So, hmm. yep. But we're hoping. Yeah, I mean. I think Josh Rosen is a name that the Giants should be considering. And here's what's interesting about him. If you just put him next to even Kyler Murray or Dwayne Haskins, he might actually be a better player. So if you would be okay with Haskins at six, you should 
actually love it if they trade 17 for Rosen because, you know, they're pretty close. You know, some guys would like Haskins more, some would like Rosen more. But at that point, I would be okay with sending 17 for Rosen if as, as high as that. Yeah, I would too. I just think, you know, he's got a... It's it's a situation that reminds me a lot of Jared Goff. He came in his rookie year and really struggled, but then he didn't necessarily have a change of scenery, but the scenery around him changed. You know, they brought in Sean McVay and a lot more talented pieces, and you could see what he does when he's got the right pieces around him. He's turned himself into more than above-average quarterback, and I think Josh Rosen could uh, he could have similar success with a change of scenery. Yeah, and it's funny because I actually thought he was the best quarterback in in the class last year. So I think that upside is definitely there. Yep, me too. All right, well, next we're going to do a mock draft, and we are going to go pick by pick up until the 17th pick. So you get both Giants' first-round picks. And I'm going to start us off here. Number one overall, I'm taking Kyler Murray because, yes, you take a dip in the value with Josh Rosen, but you're getting your preferred quarterback, and overall I think that matters more. Yep, I agree. I think that's the move they're going to make. Number two with the San Francisco 49ers, I think Nick Bosa is a slam-dunk pick. If you turn on the film, you'll see he is just constantly supplying pressure. He's always in the backfield, and they need that. They need a strong pass rush. I think that's the right move. Absolutely. He's probably the safest prospect in this class. Agreed. Uh, He's good against the run as well. So just an all-around complete player. Might, Might even be better than Joey. Yeah, maybe. For the Jets... I'm going to go with Josh Allen. Um, they really need edge help more than anything else on that defense. And I feel like they have been playing it off that they don't like Josh Allen very well. I think they don't really need to, but if they don't find a good trade partner, I think they're matching need with value there. Yeah, I would say Allen's definitely the, he fits the biggest need, but there are a lot of rumors going around that they're really interested in Ed Oliver because of the way he'll fit in their, in Greg Williams' scheme. So I could see that being the pick. But um, number four, the Oakland Raiders. I just think they're going to go best player available, Quinn and Williams. He's going to be a superstar in the league. He's going to be a force on the interior, and they need that. They traded away. Low Mac, you know, they need some star power on defense. I mean, yeah, that's a slam dunk pick right there. I mean, best player in the draft. And they could use them, too. It's yep. not like they already have the D tackles. They could use them. Um, this next pick, uh, not only do I think the Bucks would do this, but I would do it myself if I were them. Devin White out of LSU. He is a stud linebacker. He is fast. He can tackle. Uh, some people knock his coverage abilities, but he really wasn't asked to do a whole lot of that in in college. So, you know, that's a little more of an unknown than a weakness, in my opinion. 
yeah, that's that's a slam dunk pick also. And if he would have fallen to six, I would have been tempted to take him for the Giants. But with the sixth pick, the New York Giants select Dwayne Haskins. I think it's time you gotta find you gotta find the successor. Oh, that and, sounds so amazing. I hope we yep. hear it again. <laughs> Me too. All right, number seven. I feel like this pick has been telegraphed for a while. They're going to take Jawan Taylor. They just signed Nick Foles. Now they got to protect the guy. And when you have some New York Giants cast-offs on your line, that's a sign that you desperately need the help. Yeah, definitely. With Eric Flowers out there, I think they need to get him off the field. So, number eight, the Detroit Lions. Uh, I would have thought about giving them Rashawn Gary here, but he's had some recent reports about his shoulder. He has a torn labrum, and they're saying he might fall out into the 20s. So, I know that they need a lot of positions, to say the least, but Edge is one of them. I could see them going tight end here, TJ Hawkinson out of Iowa giving Matthew Stafford a nice, solid target. They haven't really had a good tight end in a while. They busted out on Eric Ebron and cut ties with him. So TJ Hawkinson, I think, is their best pick. And he is probably a top-five player in this draft, so that that's also a great value pick. Yep. All right. I feel like this is going to be the perfect spot for Ed Oliver here Agreed. on a nasty Buffalo defense. Fell right in their lap. Probably a top four player in this draft. Maybe even better than that. So I think they would run this one right up to the podium. Yep, definitely. That's a steal in my opinion. And number 10, the Denver Broncos. A lot of talk about them maybe going Drew Locke. But I'm seeing more and more often. I think they're interested in Devin Bush. And I think that's the pick I'm going to make. I know that they're planning on moving on from Danny Trevathan, and they already cut Brandon Marshall. They're getting thin at that position, and he's not going to last longer. If he doesn't go here, he would have gone one pick down. So I think he's a good pick there. Yeah, that's another fast linebacker, you know, sideline to sideline. Tough dude, too. I mean, you should see some of those hits. I mean, I, I'm a big Devin Bush fan myself. All right, so 11, the Bengals miss out on Haskins. But I think they really want to find their next quarterback. So I'm going to go with Drew Locke here. I think he actually has some high-end potential, but sitting behind Dalton for a year or two could really help this guy. So I get them their quarterback of the future here. Yeah, it's a good pick. Um, number 12, Green Bay Packers. If TJ Hawkinson was still there, man, I would love to see that. I'd love to see Rodgers throw him the ball. And they could go Noah Fant. I was going to say, Fant is still there. Yeah. And I think that's where they might go. I think, you know, they really need a weapon. So Noah Fant oh, would man. be the pick. That's like Jermichael Finley, but better. That'd be an amazing pick for them. Yep. All right, so the Dolphins, uh, they really missed out on what I consider 
the big three as far as the quarterbacks, uh, you know, at least for this year. And at that point, I think they are going to go with the best player available, and I consider that Brian Burns. He is a true edge bender. He has plenty of counters. He doesn't give up. Absolutely amazing player. So I think they actually get a steal here and fill a need. Yeah, that's that's a slam dunk pick. Um, 14, Atlanta Falcons. I definitely could have seen them going Brian Burns if he fell there. But we know that they have a need on the interior defensive line. I think they're going to have to go best player available at the at that position. It's going to be Christian Wilkins out of Clemson. Oh, man, I love Christian Wilkins. Any man that's 300-plus pounds who can just do a split on demand, you know, do not underestimate that guy. And you see him on the field. He has a high motor. Absolutely love Christian Wilkins. All right, the Redskins also missed out on those quarterbacks. But I think they would be the kind of team to draft Daniel Jones right here. And, you know, he's not terribly different from Kirk Cousins. You know, it's it's the kind of quarterback they've had before. Uh, I wouldn't say he's quite as talented throwing down the field as Cousins. But I just it just seems like that's the kind of quarterback they like, getting the ball out quick. And, he, you know, he's a good kid. So give him Daniel Jones here and we'll see how it plays out. Yeah, I think that's honestly where they would go in this situation. And at 16 with the Carolina Panthers, Montez Sweat is still there, and I know I mentioned that I could see them taking him, but personally I think they'd go offensive line here with Jonah Williams. I think he's a really versatile lineman, uh, and I think he's their pick. Yeah, I like it. That's a solid pick. All right, so 17 here. I am going to go ahead for the New York Giants and select Cody Ford, an absolutely nasty offensive tackle. Some people are worried that he's going to have to kick inside to guard, and really that has been hurting his draft stock in my opinion. But I think they get an absolute steal with a capable NFL tackle, and if your guards are hurt and you really need somebody to kick inside, he can do it. I mean, some people think he'll actually be better at guard. So, But I'm not worried about the way he moves at all. I think he's going to be able to you know, neutralize a lot of pass rushers and maybe some of the real fast ones he'll have a hard time with, but give the guy some help once in a while. I mean, I, and I think the Giants have gotten better about that this year under Shermer. Yeah, I'd agree. I think that's a great pick for them. Secure that offensive line. All right, well, that's going to wrap up our little mock draft here. Just the Giants' first-round picks. It, it was really great to you know get together with you and get a sh- little show together just for draft eve because you know it only comes around once a year, and it's not often you can start a new podcast on Draft Eve, so 
yeah, very happy to get it started. I think it's great time and really looking forward to this year's draft. Definitely. Well, that's going to wrap us up for today. This podcast is brought to you by EmpireSportsMedia.com, where you can find daily coverage of the Giants and other New York sports. I am your host, Christian Morell, and you can find me at NFL on Twitter. You can find my co-host, Anthony, at AnthonyRivardo7. Thanks for listening, everybody, and tune in again so you can stay caught up with the G-Men.